We're going to talk about the um, topic of Benashmashis, how it relates to Shabbos. Benashmashis is the twilight zone, which is basically from sunset until night, nightfall. There are certain leniencies, as we'll see. Now, what is the definition of Benashmashis? So we know that there's day, and then night starts the new day in the Hebrew calendar. And therefore, the time from when the sun sets until nightfall is like in between. Is it, da- is it day or is it night? It's a doubt in halacha. And therefore, in a way, we treat it, you know, as a, well, we treat it as a doubt. So therefore, there are certain leniencies that we apply in times um, pressing needs. So now, how much time is Benishmashus? Again, the topic of Benishmashus is quite complex. And it has to do also with the seasons. And it has to do with different places in the globe where a person might be. And it has to do with other complex calculations. But for overly simplifying it, we generally find that from the time of sunset, which, by the way, is not time of candle lighting. Candle lighting is generally 18 minutes in most places. In Chutzar's generally the custom is to make candle lighting 18 minutes before sunset. So we'll just say from 18 minutes after that time, that's generally when sunset is. According to many opinions, like Ashkenazic opinions, like is brought in the Sefer Orcha Shabbos, chapter 27, they want to say, they mention that it's, uh, 13 and a half minutes, that's generally the accepted approach. From sunset till 13 and a half minutes, that's Ben Ashmashus. After that, it's, we, we treat it like basically Lila, or at least out of doubt, we treat it like nighttime. And then you have the view of the Al-Tarebbe in Seder Achanas Shabbos, where he mentions that the time from sunset until 18 minutes, that's, that's like the time of Ben Ashmoshes, and after that is more or less night. Now, the, the truth is, is that the view of the Al-Tarebbe is, is there's a lot of other details to consider, and... Um, there's something called the seen sunset and the real sunset. and We won't go into all those details. But I would say that because there is a bit of a, you know, a doubt on various details. So for simplicity's sake, we try to just, you know, say for 18 minutes after sunset, that's, that's, that's when we um, have what we'll call banished mushes. And after that, we out of doubt, we just call it night, even if it's not. Because, you know, it's very hard to determine uh, the exact time of when night starts. So we, we might be more stringent and just call it a bit earlier than it really is, out of doubt. Now, so during this time of Ben Ashmashus, whether you say 13 and a half minutes, whether you say it's 18 minutes, Chachamim, the Chazal, were lenient in regards to certain matters and under certain circumstances. So, for example... Um, if a person needed to do certain things, and it was right now still banished mushes, and I'm, <clears throat> I should stress they didn't accept Shabbos yet. What do I mean they didn't accept Shabbos? They didn't say they're taking upon themselves the Shabbos. They, they didn't start the Shabbos davening. Because if they accepted Shabbos davening or took upon themselves absolute Shabbos, there won't be any leniencies uh, <clears throat> that we'll see. Let's say they didn't yet take on Shabbos. So... Um, if there would be a davar mitzvah involved, a mitzvah matter, for example, they needed a shayfar. So 
they're going to have to climb a tree because there happens to be a shofar there, or there was a lulav, and they have to get it now. So you're not allowed to climb a tree on Shabbos generally because that's usher from the Chachamim. The rabbis didn't allow it. But if you needed those things for any mitzvah purpose, um, or you had a different need, for example, you want to make an Erev Chatseros. Erev Chatseros is where you make a, a set aside a certain food foods that will be designated to allow the people of the courtyard to be able to carry in there, which we don't allow to, we don't make that on Shabbos, but so we can be lenient if we need to make one, so that people can carry from one place to the other within the apartment building or or um, or the like. So then, you're allowed to do it during Now, I will point out, and this is mentioned in Simen Resh Samach Aleph of the Shulchan Aruch, that not every rabbinical prohibition we allow during Benishmashas for mitzvah purposes. So, for example, you're not allowed, even on Benishmashas, to make an Erev Tchumen. Erev Tchumen is where a person sets aside a certain uh, food so they can walk 2,000 amas uh, in a certain direction out of the town limits. There, even if it would be Benishmashas, you can't set a Erev Tchumen because... We say that you're like acquiring your spot, and that's like a Kenyan you're making, and, and that sounds to be worse. It's because not every Isser rabbinical prohibition is equal, and some are more treated stringent than others. Um, so that's something which is not allowed, even though it's during banish mushas. Now, what, what, what are some other things that we could do? If, let's say, a person needs to immerse ve- vessels, like Teuvel Kalim, in the uh, mikvah, because we don't eat them, we don't use them if they weren't um, used uh, in a, um, dipped in a mikvah. If you need those vessels for Shabbos, you don't have others. You know, um, you have nothing else you can use. You could you you could tovel them on binish Now on Shabbos, if it would be regular Shabbos, you can't tovel your vessels um, because you're fixing them. But again, binish we are lenient, and let's say fruits that needed to be tithed. Uh, if you don't have other things what to eat, um, you could you could tithe them on Shabbos, even though that does fixing, and normally we wouldn't allow that because this is for the sake of a mitzvah. Those are some examples of where a person can be lenient during Benish Masha. So too, if there was a, um, a, lo- a loss of money involved, if I don't do something now to... I don't know if some iser durabana in a rabbinical violation, but if I don't do it now during benishmashes, there'll be a big loss that I will incur. So then, <clears throat> you could do that act during benishmashes. Um, so, so those are um, examples that we find. Um, let's say you had demai. Demai is where it's only usher. Uh, it, it's meiser. It's a suffix if meiser was taken off of it. So also you can't eat that as is. So you would be allowed to take and, and the maaser off of it on benash mashus. A more practical um, example, which maybe would be more uh, applicable for other people, most people, would be that on Shabbos, we're not allowed to insulate our foods. Even if it was hot and we want to insulate it, we can't do that. However, if we wanted to insulate it during benash mashus, meaning that it's hot and we want to keep it hot, 
we're not, it's not sitting on the fire. It's just, you know, sitting somewhere not on the fire. And we just want to wrap it a little bit, not completely, not with something that will make it continue getting hotter and hotter. So it's called uh, hatamana, with something which doesn't add extra heat beyond the regular. Um, so, th- th- so that would be allowed also to be done during Benesh Mashas. And another thing, and this is most, maybe most uh, practical, is that you could tell a goy to do a malacha for you on Benesh Mashas. So let's say um, a woman forgot to light Shabbos candles, and now it's already after Shkia. Shulchanach and Simon Shimembe says, oh, you could tell the goy to light for you the Shabbos candles. And then she'll make the bracha. Even though that lighting the Shabbos candles is forbidden in a Torah to, turn, to put on a fire, but by telling the goy, you're, you're doing what's only also Durabani, because telling the goy, even though the goy is doing something for goy, there's no Shabbos problems, right? But it's maybe me telling him, so lighting a fire is... For me to tell a guy to do a malacha is, is rabbinically forbidden. So I could tell the guy, oh, put this light on or something, or, or turn the lights on for me. Now, again, I can only tell the guy to do something if there's a real need, not just for no needs whatsoever. And again, we're, we're, the chachamim were lenient to allow speaking and telling a guy to do something on Shabbos, on, I'm sorry, on Ben Hashemashas, because the Minatorah, we could be lenient. We don't treat it like absolute Shabbos yet. Meaning, but Chachamim say that it's it's like Shabbos. So for for things that are only Yasser the Rabbanan, the Chachamim were allowed us to be lenient if there's a big need. Another thing is you could tell a goy to light a yard site candle that it, for Shabbos, you could tell the guy to light it during Benishmashas because people consider that to be a big need. And if they don't, you'll probably, they'll feel very bad. We don't want them to have a Shabbos, which they feel is ruined. And, um, and therefore, you could tell, instruct the guy to do it on Benishmashas. Okay, another thing is that Chala in Chutzarts is only rabbinically required. And therefore, you're not allowed to separate Chala during Ben Hashemashas. Why not? What, what, what could be the big deal? It's, it's not like it's, it's a required minatara. So the reason is because here, you don't really need to separate Chala um, during Ben Hashemashas. All you can do is, after the meal, take the remainder, just leave over some bread that you don't eat, and... Uh, and from that, you throw away a part or so, so you don't need to actually do hafreshes chala. Now, there is, and, and this will conclude, that the question is, okay, we can be lenient benesh mashas on Friday, but what about benesh mashas on Shabbos? So let's say from sunset on Shabbos afternoon, you know, till nightfall. What if I also want it, can I do an Yisr Darabonin um, if I had a big need or a mitzvah, or could I instruct a goy to do something for me if I had a big need? So there are two. So you have the Rambam, and he says, yeah, just like by Friday you're allowed to do certain malachas, shvusim we'll call them, uh, rabbinical acts, and you could instruct. Well, and, and, and you could instruct a goy, 
So, so too on Shabbos afternoon. The Magin of Ram has a doubt. He's not sure if you can do that because maybe when Shabbos didn't yet start absolutely yet on Friday, so we could be lenient and, and, and therefore say, as we said, that rabbinical acts can be done. But who says we can do that also on Shabbos? Maybe on Shabbos afternoon, because we don't know that Shabbos certainly ended, we can't be lenient on Beit HaShemeshes on Shabbos afternoon to do a Nisadur or the like. Um, the Alter Rebbe concludes, therefore you can be lenient, like the first opinion, like they say, like the Rambam, and just like we said, that on Friday afternoon you can do what you need to do, so too you can do that as well on um, Shabbos afternoon as well. You could instruct, if you needed to, you could instruct the guy to do something, or you can do an Yisrael, a shavus, certain Shavuos in the ones that we mentioned, for example, um, during Benesh Moshes. And not all hold like that, but is, this is the view of the Alter Rebbe. Those that follow the Mishra would probably be machmer, more stringent on that matter for Shabbos afternoon.